Welcome to the Lowride Worldwide Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to global lowriding culture. My name is John Uloa. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. This episode features my good friend, Joe Lomelli, and uh, Joe was the owner of the Silver Bullet, a 63 Impala, super nice, but Joe and I go back, way back to my my earliest childhood memories. Joe had a Schwinn bike that was blue with a bunch of mirrors on it and just blew my mind every time I got to see it and got to take a look at that bike. That bike was really uh, the dream that I was chasing for a long, long time as a kid. And uh, his brother, Noe, his brother, Noe, had a 73 Buick Riviera. And that was the car that I first hit switches on when I was really, really little. And I don't even remember how old I was, but um, those were formidable, formidable years and great memories with the Lomelli brothers. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Joe. And without further ado, Here's Joe Lomelli talking some old school low riding. Okay, well, back in the day, before I bought my cars, of course, you know, I didn't, I couldn't drive. Okay, I was just a little kid, you know, just like you were. But I wanted to be in the low rider scene. Okay, like when the, my brother would throw the car shows, Latin XC would throw all four street car shows, Bearbrook car shows. I didn't have a car back then. Okay, yeah. Okay. I fix up a bike. Okay. I take I ride my bike from South Modesto all the way to West Modesto to uh, Mark Twain Junior High. That might sound crazy, but I did it. <laughs> you guys don't know how far that is, but it's pretty far on a bike. On a car is a different story. Okay? But I would drive I would ride my bike all the way to Junior High in West Modesto. Okay? And that's when everybody else started saying, oh, okay. They started fixing up bicycles. I tried to hook them up with it. So we giant. It was like a club, I guess. We didn't have a name for it, but it was just like a club that everybody knew each other in junior high. And it got up to about maybe eight guys that had low rider bikes. And it was a competition between all of us, you know, who can come up with better. I guess they outdid me with the stereo when they started hooking up the stereos with it. And then with the... Well, I, I guess it was uh, hydraulics. I don't know where they got them from, but they had them hooked up. One of us, one of our, you know, guys had hydraulics on the bike, but it was just the back. It wasn't the front. The back would just go back up and down. It was a three wheeler, and uh, you know, but yeah, it's it was fun back in the day. And then you know, I remember you asking me, I want to build a bike. I want to build a bike like yours. You know, and I told you, I always told you, you know, well, you need this, you need that. You know, we need to get this, we need to get that. But I don't know what happened there after that. <laughs> there, there, there was none of that. I know what you mean. There, was, there exactly. was none of that. But you know what was funny, man, is like, you know, every time I would see anybody in the neighborhood that had a lowrider bike, I would jam them up and ask them, like, you know, what do I have to do to get my bike to look like yours? How do you right. get like about the body work and these guys one day they were like oh what you have to do is you have to get some dirt 
and mix it with water and make mud <laughs> and and rub it all over the bike. And I went, okay, like I was so impressionable. I was like, okay, and I was gonna run to my grandma's house and do it. And then somebody else was like, no, 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 man, don't do it. And they're like, come on, man, he's just a little kid. And um, yeah, man, but I was fully ready to go and rub mud all over my bike to get it to be like that. So there was this stuff called Bondo. Oh, you, right. have, to, you have to get Bondo. That's what all anybody would say is you have to you have to use Bondo. And I would go to I would go to my grandpa because he had everything in his work shed. And I said, I need Bondo. I need Bondo. Like whatever information I could get, I would run right. to my grandpa and say, I need this. I need that. And of course, you know, nobody really had time because, you know, everybody was working and whatnot. So anyway, right. I guess that's why both of my kids have low rider bikes now. And I've got one hanging in my office. Now I'm kind of overcompensating for not having them as a kid. Right. But what I want to know, Joe, is you, in, as you were getting into it, how important was Lowrider Magazine to you? Well, see, that's where I got my, that's where I got my ideas from, okay? Because there wasn't really a lot of Lowrider bikes around Modesto at the time. And when I started seeing Lowrider Magazine and then up there, in, you know, down south, L.A. area and San Diego area, they're coming out with these bikes. Well, I'm on a bike like that. I can, you know, I want to do that. So what I did here to customize my parts, I, I would take metal shop, okay? So I would twist some metal myself because I figured, okay, I'm that type of person. If I can see something, I can make it. I'm going to make it. And then I took it to the chrome shop and got it chrome, okay? Even though I was making money throwing newspaper, that's how my money came in, you know, newspaper route. And it wasn't a lot, but still it was expensive. Okay, you've seen it. I mean, it's like, okay, to get it chrome, to get it gold-plated or whatever, it costs money. Back in the day, it was a lot of money for us. And now, to me, that seems like pennies now. But when I see the price on it, I'm like, oh, cow, really? That much? <laughs> I didn't know it, it skyrocketed that much, you know? I mean, I'm still into lowrider shows. I still go to them. Not like I used to. But I still go to them. And that's when I started collecting Lowrider Magazine, I, that's where I got my ideas for my 63. That's where I wanted to get my ideas for my 48, you know, and stuff like that. That's where you get your ideas. It's from books, just like Trucking Magazine. You get your ideas, oh, I want to put that on my truck. Okay, oh, you know, my truck now. Okay, I see different trucks. There's a lot of those trucks, okay? But not every truck's the same, okay? And it's just like your 48. There's a lot of 48s out there, but they're not the same, okay? And that's why Lowrider Magazine, to me, anytime the new issue, I'll I'd go to Don Juan Foods, okay, and look for the Lowrider Magazine. They were the only ones that carried it. Okay? La Michoacana Micho had it too. Yeah, but not as much as – they always got it before them. That's why, you know, and if they didn't have it there, that's where you went. And then if you didn't go – Get it there, you go over there to the Mexican meat market by Modesto High School. They always had it. But that was too far for me to go, okay? But I, sometimes I'd go down there on my bike and just pick it up. If it's there, I, I'll snag it up. You know, what was it? A dollar twenty-five at a time, a dollar? But, you know, it wasn't a much. But, yeah, okay, that took away pinball, four games of pinball, okay? A dollar twenty-five, you know, because pinball back in the day was 25 cents, right? But Lowrider Magazine? When I 
put them away. My buddy seen them. Hey, I want those. Remember, I told you. I go, take them. It's like, if I had any extra parts, I had a lot of extra parts for 48. When I got rid of it, the guy didn't take them. Okay? So I knew a couple other guys that had 48s. What do you need, man? I gave them away. Okay? Just like I give away pretty much everything, you know? It's like, okay, I don't have no use for it. I didn't know it was gold at the time. You know what I'm saying? I had grills. I had bumpers. I had radios. I had knobs. I had dashes for 48. Okay? And it's like hubcaps are all gone. Everything's gone. You know? Oh, I do have a radio. <laughs> Original radio for it, but. It, and then came the 63. I started collecting parts. I give them away. I never sell it because I was helping out somebody, okay? And that's the way I am. Yeah, I might have got burnt. I guess you could say I got burned. People might be thinking, oh, he's stupid. You know, what was he thinking? Oh, it didn't mean much to me, man. I'm just trying to help somebody out to fix their car. That's all it is. And the same way with the bicycle. When I gave it to my nephew, I didn't know he was going to destroy it. Right? Okay, well, that's all I got back. I know it's not hard to fix up, but it's there. You know, but Low Rider Magazine, that's where I got my ideas from. Okay? Um, I took my 63 car shows. I always placed in car show. I think I placed twice at San Francisco Cal Expo. Twice there. I took a first place and a second place there. And uh, stock custom. That's what category I was in, stock custom, because of my paint and because of the wheels and the hydraulics. But everything was, the engine was stock, the interior was stock, and that's why they put me stock custom, because of the the color of my car wasn't original. Of course, the pinstriping wasn't original, and the gold leaf that I had on there wasn't original. So, and hydraulics, of course, but stock custom or street custom, that's what they put me in, okay? Mostly it was street custom. But, uh, you know, I'd take first, second. I think the lowest one I took was third place, and that was in Fresno at that super show over there. And uh, they put me under street custom there. And I went up against some big hitters, man. And I was surprised that I took something home, you know, all the time. I was surprised. And then I go look at the cars, and I'm like, man, really? I took third place over that guy? He should have been third. I should have been first, you know, but that was my opinion at the time. It wasn't, I wasn't jealous of it, but I seen it, it could have been just the judging. Who's judging? That's what it comes down to. Who judges? Okay. And what they see. Okay. Um, now these days, I don't know how they do car shows. I haven't really got, I did, I don't stick around until the end, until the ceremonies or whatever, the trophy giveaways or whatever. I don't even think they got trophies anymore. They got plaques or, you know, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't stick around and look at, you know, what they get before back in the day. Yeah, I stick around all the time, man. And I'd be surprised when they tell me, hey, Joe, you won, you know. Oh, okay, you know. But my that 63, when I named it the Silver Bullet, everybody knew it, okay. I mean, that's the way it was. It, it, was, <laughs> it just happened to be, okay, because I worked with Coors. And I figured, okay, La Bala de Plata. Yeah. I had my signs. I gave them all to, to Noe because he wanted them. You know, he wanted, hey, let me have your signs, you know, at least when I got rid of my car. And I'm like, all right. So 
you know, I don't know what his wife, I know when he passed away, he still had him, but I didn't want to ask his wife for him and stuff like that. You know, so whatever happened to him, all the, the same with my plaques. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I know Noe had him. I gave it back to Noe. So he's saying he gave it to my nephew. My nephew says he's got it in storage, like the bike. I finally got the bike. I don't know. I'd like to get those plaques back, but I haven't seen them. So who knows? Hopefully they're in storage. You know, I mean, you know, I'm processing everything that you're saying. And, you know, every, everything that you say as, as far as low riding goes to me is, is pure gold, man. Because, you know, a lot of people coming into the game these days. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. People coming in, people that are new to low riding take for granted that they can go on Instagram and and look at lowriders literally all over the world. You can right. go on Instagram right now and put in a hashtag and see lowriders all over the world right now. You can see them in Brazil, Japan, Vietnam, all over Europe. I mean, everywhere, worldwide. Right. And to think that a kid, I mean, it's hard for me to get my kids to take the garbage out to the dumpster and it's like a few <laughs> feet away from our front door. For, I hear you. For a kid to anticipate the release of a magazine and then get on a lowrider bike that's not easy to ride and ride across town to pick up a magazine because that's how you found out what was going on. That's where you saw, you know, what was happening. And at that time, you know, they they would cover the barrios from all over the Southwest, right. right? I mean, you could see what was going on in Albuquerque. You could see what was going on in Fresno. You could see what was going on in Arizona. You could see what was going on in San Diego. You could see what was going on in LA, but you had to wait for it. And right. I, I think that that's what's, what made it so special, you know, is that anticipation of having to wait 30 days to get the news about what was happening and then, you know, studying it to see what was going on with it, you know, right. and, I, and I think that what I've always been impressed with, with your entire family, is not only the commitment to low riding, but, you know, the patience and, and, and the tenacity, you know, somebody in Brazil asked me, what does it take to be a low rider? To be a true lowrider, what does it take? And I had to think about it for a second. And the best thing I could come up with was patience. It takes a lot of patience. And it takes a lot of hard work. And it takes a lot of dedication. Because, you know, wanting it right now, you know, I mean, unless you hit the lottery, you ain't, you ain't going to get it right now. Exactly. And, and then there's something to be said about, the grind and 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 the and the process of going from ground zero to having a car of the quality that you competed in so you know i mean i think that that's what i appreciate it from everything that you're saying is just that consistency of and love for it that just got you from here to here to here to here you know that's a, that's a beautiful thing well like i said before you know i don't know if i told you this or not but uh, to me, low riding wasn't a. Of course, your parents thought it was gang related, troublemakers. Of course, they didn't want you to go out. You know, uh, to me, it wasn't that. Okay. I, there's nothing bad about getting tattooed. Okay. 
But I remember when my brother Noe got his first tattoo. Mom didn't like it. Of course, mom don't like it, you know. Back in the day, you don't get tattooed, you know. Uh, I truly respect everybody that has tattoos. That's your prerogative. I was never a tattoo guy, okay? Never was. But I respect, I do like the art. I really do like the art. The low-riding art, I love it. I always loved the low-riding art. I wasn't so much too of an artist about it myself, personally, but I like the drawings, okay? I still, to this day, follow tattoos just to see what it is, you know, because I love the art of it. Um, like I said, I'm ne I was never a tattoo guy. I don't have even a pin drop on me, okay? I respect everybody that does. If that's what they want, that's their prerogative. That doesn't mean they're gang-related, okay? That means that's what they like on their body, okay? If that's what you like, that's what you like. Like we were talking a long time ago about your car, you know, the same thing, the teardrops, okay? That's your prerogative. You fix your car however you want to fix up your car, right? Yeah. It's no, it's it's not who else likes it or not, okay? I At first, I didn't like the hydraulics, but I got talked into it, and I didn't like them after all, okay? So I took them off, okay? And I was just riding stock, and that's – I parked the car, and that was it. And then everybody's telling me, well, why'd you sell it? Family comes first. That's what I say. Family comes first. What I got now, I think that 63 got me to that point. Okay. I think fi fixing up a car, fixing up a bike kept me out of trouble pretty much. And that's what low riding is. It's not to be in a violent gang related atmosphere. You know, it's going out there and checking out everybody else's car, see what they got. See what, if you can improve on your car. You know what I'm saying? What can you do next to your car? That's what Lowrider Magazine got me. What can I do next to my bike? Oh, I'd like to do that to my bike. Oh, i like to do that, you know. I, I was more of a subtle guy on my paintwork, my pinstriping, okay. I wasn't too, I wasn't into radical stuff. Okay, when I took it in to the pinstriper, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Shaky Ben, rest in peace guy, he did the job. Everybody would take, all the lowriders would take their car to Shaky Ben. Of course, he wasn't shaky, but they call him Shaky Ben, okay? He loved the mota, but he did good work. If you still see that 63 around, it's still around. From back in, I want to say, 83, 84, when I painted it, okay? It still has the original pinstripe. It still has the original gold leaf where it says Impala on it. The chrome, okay? Everything is still there, except for the wheels. He put the hydraulics back in it. The interior is all original still. The guy kept it up. The second owner that, after I got it, he bought it from another guy that I sold it. The guy that I sold it to never called me, and that's why I missed out on it. I, I tried to talk this new owner into trading my other truck I had. I had a blue and white one, and he said no. And he, he doesn't want to get rid of it. Because he said when he seen me on McHenry, he told me, one of these days, that car is going to be mine. And sure enough, it's his. <laughs> but you know what? It's all good, man. I'm glad that he's taking care of it, you know, and he's low riding with it. And I appreciate that, man. You know, and everybody that I see now on these truck shows or car shows, 
hey, man, didn't you used to have that 63, the silver bullet? I go, yeah, I remember that car, man. He goes, yeah, man, that was, that was my car, man. He goes, and your brother used to have a 60 Impala, right? I go, yep. And he goes, and your older brother had a 73 Riviera. I go, yep. So they, they know us. They know us. And I appreciate that thought back. Even the kids from, you know, when I was coaching baseball, they knew it. Hey, coach, they call me coach. And I, I don't recognize them no more, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're so big. They're grown men now. I'm like, wow, okay. You know, but, you know, it's it's there, man. I love that. I love low riding. Um, I'm not upset that I couldn't bring my kids into it. I tried, but you can't force somebody that doesn't want to do that. No, nope. they wanted to go their own way. They didn't like. I showed them where I lived at before to show them how rough of a life I I lived. Okay, growing up in South Modesto, I take them down there. They seen that. No, they don't like the low riding stuff. I guess they like the cars. Okay, my daughter especially. When she sees my 63 cruising down McHenry or downtown Modesto with that new car club, Dad, I seen your old car, blah, blah, blah. She'd take a picture of it and she send it to me and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that was my car. The only way I recognize it is the license plate. <laughs> That's the only way I recognize it, you know, because now I appreciate this guy down south. He's got a 63. When I saw him on Instagram and I seen 63, Silver, silver Bullet 63, I'm like, what? I go, that's my car, man. And no, that's not my car. That was, he's got a silver car, 63, uh, super sport. And it's a beautiful car. I follow him all the time and it just brings back memories, you know, yeah. bring back memories. And that's what I like about it. I, like I said, I, I wish my son would have took it, you know, follow low riding, but they're not into it. My daughter's not into it. Yeah, they like the car shows and stuff like that, but they're not into it. And that's fine. I'm not going to force my kids into something they don't want, right? And I don't think you're you too, or anybody, right. okay? So, yeah. But that's the way I tried. It didn't help me out. But my wife, she follows me, and whatever I do, she goes with it. But when she says it's time to go, it's time to go, and it's not that it's time to go. It's like, okay, we've seen everything. Okay, yeah, okay, it's time. Why stick around for what? Okay, I don't know if it's like back in the day, if there's still trouble with these car shows or not. Okay, but you always have a, a bad bunch that blows it for everybody and they shut down the car shows. I don't know. I don't stick around for that no more. I just go look at the cars and come back with good memories, man. That's right. what I do, you know. So if you would, you know, I mean... So in, in the in the time that, you know, we were talking about that 65 that would come around the corner real slow, the primer, the primary gray would, you know, I mean, that was right in the in the heart of that era that, that yep. I mean, that I call and it's not I didn't I don't think that I coined it. I mean, it's just kind of everybody, you know, people call it the golden era. And, and right. for, for me, that's like 1977 to 1982. For, for me, for me, right. that's that's what I personally consider the golden era. Talk to me about what what was it like for you and your brothers as a family that were low riding at that time? It was fun to me. It was fun. I that's what without a car, it wasn't fun. Okay, and. That's what made me really save my money 
and buy my car and fix it up so I can go cruising, man. You'd go cruising on a Sunday night, you know, Bearbrook Park, Fourth Street Park. You know, Saturday would be McHenry, you know, or Friday nights. Um, but Sunday would be Bearbrook Park or Fourth Street Park. And, you know, it to me, it was exciting because you know you're going to go up there and you're going to see something different all the time. It's not it was when people start seeing me with my hydraulics. Oh, he put hydraulics on it. Okay. You know, and that's everybody started going a little crazier. What's the next step? Three willing. Okay. Side by side. Okay. You know, that's when they started getting crazier. After I did my three willing, I had to reinforce my frame on it. Of course, you know, cause it tweaks it. So we reinforced it and you know, but I took them off after that. I didn't, I, the hydraulics weren't enough for me. That was it. <laughs> you know, they didn't have airbags. But back in the day with my brother and them, cement bags, that's all it was. You know, a couple of cement bags or uh, sandbags in the back. That's how you low ride back in the day. Yeah. You know, it wasn't hydraulics. You know, it was sandbag. And those who, that did have hydraulics back in the day, they had the money. You know, we didn't have money. But it was always the sandbags. Move the sandbags to the side, you know. So... Yeah, I mean, for for me personally, you know, when when people, you know, when I talk about this, you know, when I get asked to do the talks and whatnot, you know, the one the one thing, uh, there's a couple of things that I really, really, that are really special to me, you know, and and that time that I spent at my grandma's house in South Modesto, in the neighborhood, around like you and Pepe and Henry right and then joe like the older guys like all those guys you know and then you would see you know it was low riding was just part of of the neighborhood it wasn't like it wasn't anything exotic it was just it was just part of our uh, of a neighborhood experience you know what I mean? and then you would see those cars but only in certain places right you would see them on mchenry on right the weekends, or, you know, when I, when I would, you know, when my sister would take me by 4th Street Park and I would see you guys lined up, you know, or like Cinco de Mayo at Beardbrook, right? It was, it was still like very contained, right? Right. Very, very much contained. But then I remember like seeing, you know, Gypsy Rose on Chico and the Man and, and realizing at that early age that this thing was bigger then I understood it to be like it when I saw a lowrider on TV I went this thing is bigger than I know it to be but as a young child I couldn't get my head around it now of course I can you know talk about it for hours and apply right. all kinds of fancy words that I learned in school but you know but I realized that this thing and and you know to where it is now like you even said yourself at the beginning of our talk you said that you know this thing has has gone beyond where it's supposed to be right so yeah. that's supposed to be was like that old like our stuff you know right. our thing you know and now you know it's it's seemingly you know up for grabs you know, uh, for everybody. And right. you know, I, that's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it's really cool. And on the other hand, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of people that are saying, no, it ain't cool. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, you know, kind of to each his own how they see it. But, you know, for me, 
you know, what, what, what made such an impression on me. And that's when I, you know, I've been talking throughout these things about kids and how it's so important to reach kids because the kids are the future of this. You know what I mean? And, um, and, you know, when Noe let me hit switches on the 73 boat tail at like the, I think I was five years old. Right. But he, but he made me flip the bill of my hat all the way up before he let me do it. Right. right. And of course they were just, you know, the guys making fun of the kid, you know, I didn't care. You know, I would have, I would have done anything to hit those switches. And but right. once I hit them, I knew it was for me, you know, well, like, what excited me the most about low riding, John, was going to car shows, okay? Showing something that you got pride in, okay? Showing your car off, showing your bike off. Like when I took my bike to bike car shows, it was like, to me, it was the main attraction. Everybody was around my bike and a couple other bikes that would take, other people didn't have as nice bikes as ours. I'm not saying mine was the best or the best looking, but mine caught more attraction. I seen that and that's exciting to me to see other people coming home. Oh, look, you know, point out something like on your car. Well, what's this? Oh, where'd you get? Oh, that's cool, man. You know, where can I get one of those at? And then as I grew up, that was the most exciting thing when I joined, when we started the club again, Latin ecstasy was putting on dances, excited me. Okay, going making car shows, going to car shows, throwing car shows for the community. Cinco de Mayo excited me. Okay, it is cleaning your ride, getting ready, and I do that still with my truck. Okay, and going out for a cruise, I clean it up all the time. I drive it every day. There's not one day I don't drive it. It's either from here to work or from here to the store. If I don't drive that, I drive my bike. You know, I got a Harley, of course, but. You know, it's either my truck or my Harley. And it excites me to clean my truck, you know. It's like, how can I say it? It's like seeing a, a feedman-looking chick, and you say, wow, okay. And then you see your car, and you say, damn, okay. That's what it, excitement is about fixing up your ride, you know, and showing your pride in what you got, okay. To me, I got pride in and what I got, what I had, and I always will in that lowrider scene. Even though, to me, I don't know if you you were talking about earlier about lowrider. Well, to me, that was a lowrider, okay? Back in the day when I read Lowrider magazine, there was pachucos, okay? There were zoot suiters. I didn't know that. My brother, you know, Jimmy, he used to dress up all the time like that. Yeah. Okay. And that wasn't my style, but that was his style. You know, he'd go and work out with his buddies. And at night, you know, Friday nights, you see an iron and creasing his pants and they put on those suits and man, they go out to dances and stuff, but I couldn't go. They wouldn't let me go. Okay. I was too young, I guess, but you know, I remember seeing him. Okay. Well, now that he's gone, I can use the ironing board now, you know, iron my khakis and my t-shirts and stuff like that. That was low riding, flipping my hat up. Okay, yeah. Okay, I remember those days, and I'll never forget them, okay, because my brothers brought it down, and not only did they bring it down, but they were also looking into Lowrider magazines and stuff like that. You know, uh, that one magazine that you got from me was like, 
it had my brother's name on it, Hector. Okay. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that until, okay. But it was just a box of magazines that I have no use for them. So I gave them to him. And then when you told me, I, I gave them away, man. And like I give away a lot of stuff, man. You know, like you see me, you know, I got all kinds of license plates. Every time somebody comes over and they see something they like, oh, can I have? Oh, man, that's cool. And it means something to them. You know what? Take it, man. I'll give it to you. Oh, no, I'll pay you for it. Take it. Okay, that's the way I am. Okay, I, sure. I don't like to charge because I don't know the price on things like that. I could say, okay, give me 20 bucks. But is that right? Okay, I don't know how much. It's just a gift for me to you, man. <laughs> okay, that's that's all it is. It's a gift for me to you. Well, and Joe, 63 Impalas don't cost 800 bucks anymore. I'm just saying. No. Um, <laughs> I've got a picture of it over there. No, but you know, man, <laughs> look. So you know, those magazines that you're referring to that I now have are all cataloged in – I didn't post that picture on purpose because I didn't think. No, you didn't post this one. I didn't this post that one. No, this is different. That, that was Noe's 75 Riviera. You look fine okay. in that picture, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was my sister quinceanera. But, yeah. But so you know, all of those magazines are cataloged in order, in plastic, in binders, and they're be they're being well kept in the library. I have them. Well, well, well kept. Well That's kept. your prerogative, Johnny. You you do what you have to do with them. I mean, when you when you took them, that's yours. Okay, what? I can't do. I can't tell you. Hey, let me have them back, or I'll buy them. No, you know what? I don't have no use for. You're more into that than I am, okay? Hector's wife. Yeah, their, his ex-wife, yeah. Was the first non-Mexican I heard speak Spanish. Right. And it blew my mind, because I was a little kid. Right. And here you have this, you know, you know, gavacha, essentially, mm -hmm. speaking fluent Spanish, and I, I, it blew my mind. And I was, and you know, that's, that's powerful at any age to be, to be, to be exposed to that you know what i mean right. i owe you guys so much man really truthfully i want the world to know that everything that i've done and everything that i'm doing and everything that i'm working toward i could not have done without your guys's influence and i just wanted to take the opportunity to say thank you for that i to appreciate you, that to jim to your brothers noe rest his soul you know because you guys really opened the door. Yeah, my brother had his cars, but my brother wasn't a lowrider. I right. looked up. I looked up to you guys as as the examples of what this was all about in right. that time as a very impressionable kid, man. So I owe you guys everything, man. And I, no, you at the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you to your. Well, home. you're more than welcome. You know that, man. And if anything I can do to help you out. If I would have known you wanted those magazines, I would have given them to you first, man. But like I said, it, it just happened. He's seen them in a box. We were out here chilling. But there was one thing that back in uh, 93, 94, when I was talking to Lowrider Magazine, and they wanted to interview my cousin in Mexico. He's got a beautiful cars out there. And he had a 
a 50, I'm going to say 54 truck uh, panels or Suburban, a 54 Suburban, I think it was, blue and white. And they wanted to talk to him. And somebody told him that that was my cousin. So I called my cousin up and they set up a thing. And I guess Lowrider Magazine went back down there to Mexico in 93, I want to say, 93, 94. And they interviewed him in the big script and stuff like that in the Lowrider Magazine. And I didn't know he came out in Lowrider Magazine until one of my cousins over there told me, yeah, you know, look for this magazine. I'm like, oh, okay. I couldn't, I looked for it and looked for it. I couldn't find it. They were sold out. And I finally went online somewhere and on eBay and I seen it. I'm like, I bought it right away, you know? So that's, you know, I, I didn't know it went that far. Back you, in, uh, do you still have I, was, it? I, I thought I gave it to you. I'm not sure if I gave it to you or not. But I'll, I'll, I'll look check. For it. But it was ninety okay. three. I want to say ninety three, ninety four, man. Okay, I'll but, check it out. Um, but it, Instagram is counting me down. We have one minute left. All right, <laughs> go ahead. No, man. Any last words? I'm gonna give you the last word, man. Well, I just hope that this continues, man. You know, when I found out about it, it was in Japan, is when they came to San, uh, San Francisco, and they offered me to sell my car so, uh, the japanese guy came and asked me if i wanted to sell it and i told him no i don't want to sell it and then i didn't know it was that that it was growing that much back in the day man yeah yeah man. and yeah. you know and the beat goes on man joe right. thank you so much i really appreciate your time and i appreciate you taking the time to spend with us man it's always a pleasure it's an honor to call you my friend and you know family and man you know i really really appreciate it Thanks a lot, man. No problem, John. You All too. Right. Thanks, everybody, All for right. tuning in. Thanks. All right, Joe. Thank you. Great conversation with Joe Lomelli. Always a good time with Joe. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Low Ride Worldwide Podcast. My name is John Uloa. Please feel free to share on all of your social media outlets with your friends, your family, your neighbors, strangers on the street. It's all good. We'll catch you on the next time. Thanks for the support.